This is Acceptable Vices for Friday, May 29th, 2015. Tonight, Convention Going Tips. Hey everyone, this is Victor Frost with Acceptable Vices here on the show tonight. We have George. Hey, George. How's it going? Ah, it's going pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Ah, grand. And of course, uh, the, our perennial guests from the land down under. Hey, Chirpa. Hello. Hello. Did you know that uh, we hold the record for the shortest political career ever? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Try and guess how long. Um, Two weeks. A day. Nope, nope. You're both way too long. Way too... Uh, uh, Ten minutes. minutes. Ten minutes. You're still way too long. The answer is 46 seconds. (laughs) What? Did somebody get elected and then shot, or...? No, an ex-footballer announced his cat, like, announced that he was entering the world of politics and running for a particular seat but 46 seconds into his speech after he announced who he was where what he was doing and where he was going for officially he's he stumbled over his words just went ah i fucked it i quit and then stood up from his own press conference and walked off <laughs> never to return <laughs> That's 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 just kind of beautiful right there. I I I like that. That's good. <laughs> that's pretty magical. That's uh, <laughs> that that's about as magical as it gets. So tonight we are going to be discussing uh, tips for people out there who are going to conventions. Things they can do, can keep in mind, and general good practices and you know things. To make their convention-going experience not only good for them, but to keep them out of uh, the uh, the way of the banhammer of convention staff. Uh, it's very difficult. Being yes. convention staff, I am good at telling you what will get you a banhammer. Yes, indeed. Um, so I think- I, I've never actually wa- or listened to acceptable vices. Are we actually like giving real advice or? Are we supposed to get very silly advice? Well, nine times out of ten, (laughs) nine times out of ten, the the serious advice has a habit of being also very silly. But we 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 you know it's it's good good advice good advice. (laughs) You went French there for a minute, Victor. (laughs) (laughs) Wee (laughs) wee. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no serious advice because you know we, we like to help our listeners. Every as entertainers, we act in service of the audience. So, mm. insofar as anyone can, because I think if you're listening to this show, you're probably a little bit beyond help. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't ever say we don't know our audience. Um. <laughs> yeah. Victor's got a good radio laugh. <laughs> Do I? What? little bit you've got a very you've got a firm but like reasonable kind of <laughs> kind of laugh that you do when we're doing the show yeah this is true um so let's let's get on right, it. Right, so let's get on to the uh to the advice so uh i think the very first thing 
we can advise to anybody who's looking to go to a convention and looking to have a, a good time is to read the goddamn code of conduct. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You really don't need to. You just need to not be an asshole. Well, no, I mean, to <laughs> guarantee that... To guarantee it, but really, if you actually read it, it boils down to one thing. Don't be an asshole. Right, but so don't many sexist, people don't know don't that. Don't be racist. <laughs> Apparently. It's just like, hey, should I fucking fire up my billy in the middle of the fucking show floor? No, you shouldn't have a billy in the middle of the show floor. Leave your weed at home. <laughs> you would think this should be obvious. We actually had to fire a member of Kineticon staff for bringing weed into their hotel room. Oh, God. It's just... What? Yes. Well, that just goes <laughs> to show you that common sense is not common, which is why the Code of Conduct is an excellent foundation It's sort of put down common sense ironically named definitely do not go to a convention while you are taking any hallucinogenics because mm. yeah convention is not a good place have for a bad time i oh, mean yeah. outside of all the costumes and stuff conventions with all the people around and all the noise it's 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 a den for overstimulation yeah, it's noisy, it's busy, it's all sorts of people running around in all sorts of weird costumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, it's not, not a good time. Not mm. a safe space for you to have a fucking trip in. Oh, no. No, it's not, not going to end well. Yeah, I mean, it. the code of conduct, it's... you Reading that provides you with a basic understanding of the expectations that are between you and the staff prior to any interactions with them. So, you, you know, if it says, hey, don't, if, if you have any weapons of any sort, you know, fake or otherwise, go get it peace bonded. It'll probably say where to get it peace bonded. So. Another thing, another story from Connecticut. We once had a, uh, a man from a Nantucket. Quote, quote, bomb scare because someone in their cosplay had a bandolier of bullets that were real bullets. They didn't what? have a gun. They had, but they were wearing real bullets because <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I just love that they called it a bomb scare. <laughs> It was a it was a bullet scare. Probably. It was a it was a thing that really can't do anything very dangerous. Scare. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, bringing live ammunition with you to a convention is, is you know, it's super bad idea. It says it's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, yes. Because, hell, if anybody is in there with a real gun and somebody calls the police in there, who are they going to look for? <laughs> oh, God help us if the, the, the police get called for, like, a firearm anything at a convention. No, that would not go well. No. No. Uh, that would... <laughs> yes. Also, keep in mind, you want to obey local weapon laws, too. Yeah. 
This is especially an issue at Australian conventions because a lot of Australian cities do not take very kindly to you walking around the streets with a gun, no matter how fake, or like a giant sword, no matter how fake. So yeah. you have to be real careful about these things. Poster tubes and other packaging are your friend. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people get a lot of people get this weird idea that just because they're in a in a hotel or you know, and the more delusional version of this is that they think that oh wow, what conventions? It's 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 so much, you know, it's everything is okay at a convention, you know, it's like a completely different world. And yeah, yeah maybe maybe it's really freaking weird cuz conventions are weird. But uh, you're still within the real world here. You still have to abide by, you know, local law enforcement and, you know, laws and bylaws and all the different jurisdictions and shit. You, you don't want to mess around. Yeah. Word of advice. If you're walking around outside of a convention or even in the convention and the police yell, drop your weapon, drop whatever you're holding. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is if it's a freaking iced tea drop it <laughs> good advice also with regards to law enforcement with re- and and cosplay um i've i at pretty much every convention i've been to has this rule but if you're going to cosplay as a member of of law enforcement do not cosplay as a member of the local law enforcement no. Or any uh, no, real law enforcement. That dumb. Oh, oh, you would think, and yet, that all rules <laughs> are there for a reason. <sighs> George has just head desked. George has left the building. <laughs> Uh, things that shouldn't surprise me anymore and yet and yet <laughs> speak speaking of um here's something that always I, that it it shouldn't surprise me because i've seen it happen so many times but people passed out in the corridors at conventions because they forgot to eat do not do this fucking eat Eat. I've never seen that ever. Really? I mean, I suppose it's possible I've seen that. I've just never attributed them passed out in the quarters due to lack of food. I think it was more <laughs> overstimulation and it's the middle of the day Saturday and you've been going since Friday morning, you crazy bastard. <laughs> of course you need to sleep. Well, you have George. I have to ask: Have you ever, uh, have you ever passed out from like just not eating during a no. convention? No. Okay. okay I, see, I, I will. I eat. I I get very nasty if I do not eat every four hours. So. See, I will. I will absolutely cop to this. The very first time I went to a, a big convention, it was uh, Anime Expo, I think in like 2000 and, uh, 2009, um, I absolutely just forgot to eat, and I ended up just taking a nap in a hallway, 
And that is how I learned that that is a thing that can happen. That, so <laughs> yeah, that is that is literally something I do not understand. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you get so excited, you know, uh, going so from I, one I'm event. Fascinated to by this concept of being too busy with anything to notice I'm hungry. <laughs> I can't. Do it. Seriously, you've never gone like. No, I, I seriously, I like hunger is a overriding urge to basically anything else that's going on in my life. It's really? Like. like it, yeah, after four hours, it becomes an increasing just like, you must eat or you will kill somebody. <laughs> I just had a mental image of George just plowing away on top of some bird, and she looks away and then looks back, and he's still there plowing away, except now he's suddenly got a burger in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's never happened. Never happened. Huh. He keeps emergency burgers never. behind the headboard. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get peckish in the middle of the night? Just reach over. <laughs> that would be odd, oh. especially considering our headboard is just some poles. Huh. <laughs> um, but um. So a good way to to get around to make sure that you are oh and this covers the, I I've come up with a rule over the uh, over the course of the years um, to deal with this and a um, a good way to and this includes hygiene as well but the six two one rule the six two one rule so the rule is every day you're going to a convention get at least six hours of sleep. Two full meals, and I mean like actual meals, not like an emergency package of Pop-Tarts, and one shower a day. If you can hit that minimum, you will never have to worry about making it through the day. And not only that, but you will also not have convention funk. Mm. Which is really really a problem oh god jesus christ i don't know why that's such a problem i feel like Like, next convention i go to i'm gonna do what rim and scott suggested and and hand out bars of soap what i don't get is why it seems to be victor and you remember when we talked about the code of conduct yeah don't don't be an asshole yeah (laughs) but sometimes make sure it's nice soap yeah Good so. Send out boys. Not Lever two thousand. That's just me. How how about I how about Ivory Springs or Irish Springs? That's what it is. Irish Springs. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Imperial leather. <laughs> yeah, it's it's but, so uh, sad seriously. how big of a problem hygiene is at conventions. The weird thing is though, it only seems to be geek conventions like. <laughs> I've, you go to Brisbane Auto Show, it's like fucking 40 degrees outside. Everyone is sweating balls. And somehow, no fucking convention funk. Yeah. It is not a solid wall of stank that hits you when you walk into the show floor. <laughs> oh. oh. I've worked at conventions where, in the same kind of heat where there's tradesmen performing their actual trades, welding, brickies... There's bloody sheet metal working. There's everything there. Yeah. Still yeah, no fucking those... mad stank. Geek conventions, so thick you can cut it with a 
fucking knife and just chuck it in the fridge and serve it as cheesecake. I know. It's like here's, you go to okay, so same convention center, right? Uh, the L.A. Convention Center. I go to the L.A. Auto Show. The only thing, the only smell that hits me is the smell of tires and beautiful cars. Because freshly cleaned and yes, waxed cars gotta, do have that, that smell. That beautiful car smell. Is that is. And the occasional Jalopnik rider. <laughs> <laughs> they don't smell of B.O. They mostly just smell of desperation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you go to the uh, the one who crashed the Camaro. Oh, jeez! <laughs> Actually, I did tell them about how when I was much younger, I was about sixteen or so, maybe seventeen, and I didn't have the cash to get into the Brisbane Auto Show, so I pretended to the security guards like I just went and grabbed my DSLR and just fucking pretended to the security guards to be one of the staff at Jalopnik for a last-minute entry. They let me in for free on a press badge. <laughs> I, like, went to, <laughs> I went to a couple of appointments and, like, did a couple of photo sessions with cars. I'm just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, I must have done it right because I got invited back next year. <laughs> How did you manage that? Ah, uh, guile, I my friend, know. guile. <laughs> like I just, I just acted like what I thought a professional would act like, and I think that got me through because it must have closely resembled what an actual professional acts like. No, you're it's just the like, same man, way. He's Look, the most professional journalist we've ever seen, George. It's the <laughs> same mentality that lets you into like uh, backstage at concerts or into the into secured construction areas for really expensive new buildings. It's that same sort of confidence. I have told the Jalopnik staff about this and at least <laughs> one of them thought it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, same convention center as the LA uh, as the LA Auto Show is Anime Expo, and there are days because this takes uh, Anime Expo takes place in the the depths of July. Well, the beginning of July, so it's you know reasonably warm out. I'm not going to say hot in front of an Australian because he'll just laugh. Fucking right, you know. Not <laughs> but um, but it's just the smell like. I like I'm so glad I get in with an industry badge because then I don't have to wait in the stanky ass line full of stank. Just, wait, would you say that the LA Convention Center is uptown? Um <laughs> No, no, it's actually decidedly downtown. But good try. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Cuz then we'd get to say that it was it's an uptown, uptown funk. funk, yeah. <laughs> we got the funk. funk. They got the funk. Come on. Uh, yes. Also, as a corollary to that, dress appropriately for the conditions. I understand if you're cosplaying, that may not be quite possible. Okay. Yeah. Sure. If you're cosplaying Corrish, one of the costumes she wears, in so far as an animated character can wear, is like a fucking winter coat. Fair enough. But I try watched... to wear her more summertime stuff when it's summertime. Mm. I, I watched this poor girl like it. We are it's PAX East 
2012 or 13, I forget which one was the last one I went to, but it is 20 degrees outside. The wind is howling in Boston, and this poor girl is walking from the hotel to the con <laughs> in nothing but a bikini and some angel wings. Jeez. And she was the most miserable, and the, the color of her skin by the time she got there, it's like, that's not That's a packsicle. Right. <laughs> it, was maybe not, she, it was not good she really shouldn't have done that maybe she was cosplaying one of those blue dudes from Avatar and she's just a real big method actor <laughs> oh, that's, that's commitment or, or, or a dark sure. elf or something yeah no I did get to see a couple of people like that at uh, the first Paxos because it was much deeper in the middle of the Melbourne winter and it was mm. some rotten weather it was about like maybe the mercury's sitting on anywhere between zero degrees and two degrees. Jeez. Oh, that's perfectly acceptable uh, like in Boston. That's, that's a nice end. day. And then fucking that plus wind chill, and there's people walking around in like kind of skimpy costumes. There's some dudes walking around in like Doug Ratman costumes where it's just like a white button down and a lab coat. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, the last PAX I went to was uh, in in your your fancy science degrees, negative uh, five to negative ten with wind all the oh. time. Because yeah. we were, were sitting right on the bay, because that's where PAX is. So it was just brutal. It was <laughs> it was brutal. I was in you know a full jacket, hats, gloves, and I was uncomfortable. I will tell you one thing that would have made PAX Australia that first year worse. 90% of everything, like lines and moving around and everything like that, all outside. The only time you got to go inside was basically expo hall and panel rooms uh, and tabletop. That's it. Everything else, outside. You know, as as a part of dressing appropriately... In addition to not wearing too little when it's going to be too cold, part of that is when you're when you're doing cosplay, be considerate about the size of your cosplay. People come into conventions with like gigantic costumes, and they cause congestion in the hallways and constantly bumping into people and. Be reasonable. And we're not trying to costumes. see people in panels that are full. You take up more than one chair. Yes. Yeah. You're playing Sephiroth, and you had to have the freaking shoulders. I hate you. Or you're walking the around in a giant that. mecha suit. Which don't get me wrong, I absolutely respect that big ass mecha suit. But you're also blocking the flow through the hallways. And I will please, tell you one thing though. Please don't put your props down in the aisles. It's a fire hazard. For the love of God, no. <laughs> I would contend though that I am personally okay with bl- if you stand blocking a fire exit. Simply because, it, as has been pointed out by many others, if you're standing in front of a fire exit and a fire breaks out, then you're not blocking the fire exit. You're just going to be the first one out of it. <laughs> I never yell at people for uh, standing in front of fire exits. I yell at them for sitting in front of fire exits. Mm-hmm. Because when you sit in front of a fire exit, you're the first one that gets trampled. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> yep. going to be in front of a fire exit to quote Houston from Heyday 2 and get the fuck up. Yep. Hmm. Speaking of hey, um, of panel know. rooms, <laughs> speaking of panel rooms, um, don't do not stress the schedule, people. Don't if you if you if you're planning your your convention experience with like military precision, I got news for you guys. <laughs> it's not gonna work. <laughs> Actually, you haven't uh, been to Kineticon yet. Uh, this is true. The one panel that you can always plan to be late at PAX Australia is the film, especially on that first night. Every what? single time, it ends up with someone running like a mad thing from one end of the convention to the other <laughs> after spending a half hour trying to find the media and bring it over to the sat theater room. <laughs> oh, there's one thing I want to, for proper attire, wear walking shoes. Uh-huh. Oh yes, yes, and no bare feet. Doesn't matter no, if your yeah. costume bare, requires it. No bare, bare, bare feet. feet is just a terrible idea. It's either gonna be like one. There's so many things to step on just in the convention, let alone oh, yeah. outside. Two, if you're walking around in the dead of summer, sidewalk's gonna be fucking hot. Or if it's winter. It's going to be fucking cold, and your feet are very, very far from your core. They're the first thing that are going to get frostbite. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't yeah. want to get none of them chillblains. But, yeah, it's like, I understand. Okay, your character wears stilettos. It's really a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> stilettos and escalators are not friends. <laughs> maybe you should just... Uh, maybe you should just more like, than two hours on your feet. Not friends. Modify your costume so that the character's wearing Ugg boots. <laughs> yes. Or Crocs. Perfect. Crocs, no, Crocs are a good option. Crocs are terrible in cold weather. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear they're yeah, actually they're super comfortable. In general. They are. They just look like anus. <laughs> I go with sneakers. They're um, ugly as hell. Um, actually, I have a fitness tracker for the first time. I'm looking forward to seeing how many miles I walk at Kineticon this year. I think I'm going to break 100. I think the, I think the key is to wear shoes that are well broken in and comfortable. Like, for example, yeah. I, when I go to conventions, I wear the same shoes I wear every day. This is the kind of shoe I wear. It's basically a... Uh, yeah. I wouldn't call it a dress shoe. I would, I would, would. say it's kind of... like It's a, a business shoe. It's a business loafer. That's what it is. And I wear these every day, and I just wear these two conventions because they're super comfortable and broken in. Yeah. I just yeah, realized I was, about to reach, I was about to reach over and grab my boots that I normally wear, but uh, they're actually over in the laundry because they got soaked in the last rainstorm, so uh, I'll have to go and get them at some point. Cherba, uh, you have unexpectedly brought up another very important thing. Hydration. Yes. Gotta There are water fountains. Don't, Use them. And if you even if you don't want to drink from a water fountain, the the key is to drink like two to three liters of fluids a day. But not all at once. You you drink them when you're thirsty and on a regular basis. Like set a set a timer on your phone or something to remind you to drink. 
I don't need to be reminded to drink. Yeah, but see, this yeah. falls under the same category of people who forget to eat. Oh, oh, you mean water? Yeah. You sure we shouldn't just let like um, nature take its course here? No, because Nate, because you know what, letting nature takes its course results in it results in people fainting in hall, people being uh, passing out in hallways, taking up room in the hallways. And people having stupid convention funk because they don't take showers every day at a convention because they're morons. And worst of all, it results in paperwork if someone dies. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a really sad thing. I did. I do (laughs) a panel at conventions, how to survive your first convention. And legitimately, every time I do it. Like, at least 10 or 15 people stop me in the somewhere in the convention hall and say, Gee, Victor, thanks so much for this information. I never would have thought of it. And yet this just feels think, so obvious. I think if I was scheduling... What? I think <laughs> if I was scheduling panels for a show and you submitted that panel, I would probably just to for laughs... Put it as, like, one of the last panels of the last day. <laughs> How to survive your first convention, a retrospective. <laughs> this is what you should have been doing. <laughs> Actually, that would be interesting. I, I wonder, uh, you'd have to do it over a number of conventions, but I wonder what would happen if just observing the general condition of the convention, having a panel like that at the start, the middle, and the end of a convention, just to see how things change. Mm. You need, like, one of those um, FBI air chemical sensors to measure the level of otaku funk. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd fucking detonate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know what? Oh, actually, Go for here's it. a tip for you for uh, companies that are sending staff to conventions. Oh, my goodness, yes. Prepare your staff for awkward questions, especially about your product and your company. Like, for example, one of the questions that was getting asked of the World of Tanks guys quite a bit was, how come you are spending money on dragging a literal fucking tank to the middle of the convention floor (laughs) and yet you say you don't have enough money to justify Australian servers that was a question they got asked a lot at the both of the packs they're like why are you even bothering doing this when you can't serve your customers properly and none of the staff had an answer for this. They're just like, um, uh, we're planning on it, until finally one member of staff was high enough up the chain that they're like, okay, we hear you. We're going to put it forward and talk about this and try and get it done. They didn't actually do it, but it was at least something that mollified people a bit. Yeah, a little bit of lip service. Also... If you're sending uh, if you're sending staff to conventions for your for your product, make sure. I mean, especially if it's a um, a product that reaches out to a broad audience. Say, for example, um, headphones. Right. Say you're Turtle Beach and you're sending your Ooh. your people out there to represent your headphones and uh, 
you know, you appeal not just to gamers, but, you know, as regular headphones. Make sure you send the representatives that are actually gamers so they can answer questions about compatibility. Even or you perhaps like, send the engineers who can answer questions oh, yes. about compatibility. Even if you have to dial up the weird Unix Santa that you keep in the basement and <laughs> fucking shave him and toss him on a plane and send him out somewhere. <laughs> fucking, if he's the guy who knows shit about your product, fucking do it. You can't shave him. He'll lose his seniority. <laughs> That's how that's how Linux that's how Unix guys establish their their hierarchy is by the size of their beard. <laughs> that's how they reproduce rubbing beards together. <laughs> what what a mummy beard and a daddy beard get no, very fond no. of each other Churba. and they rub together and Churba, no. <laughs> Uh. Nine months later, you get a baby eunuch Santa. <laughs> it's like a baby with a fucking beard. <laughs> so, a, so a garden gnome? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> garden gnomes are actually eunuch Santas, <laughs> but have become so old that they have fucking shrunk and fossilized. <laughs> what I have just googled is baby with beard, and you guys should too. <laughs> I think I will in fact. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Baby. Okay. With beard. Oh, here's another <laughs> important tip. Leave your fucking politics and bullshit at home. Oh, yes. No, oh, yes. Don't do any of that bullshit unless it's actually relevant to what's happening at the convention. Say... There is a feminist panel. Go to that. Ask feminist questions. Talk to people. Great. When it's done, you don't go and, you know, bother people with it. Yeah. If you like Gamergate, and there's a Gamergate panel, same gig. With the people who are there for that, sure, hang out, chat, do your thing. Don't bother other people with it. Apply to any political... You're a men's right activist. Don't go to the feminist panel. No, do. Do. you know... Do go. Learn. I, I think that's a bad plan. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I disagree. There was a bunch of Gamergate people who went to the feminist panels at the last PAX, at, at PAX Australia, and they went, they sat down, they listened, they asked a couple of intelligent questions that weren't just fucking bait. Mm-hmm. They were actually genuinely asking questions like for clarification and such. And then they walked out and they, you know, Went upon like their merry way. Normal people. That's how you do it. That's how you do it right. Just when you thought you'd never hear Gamergate is how you do it right. But these couple <laughs> of guys did it the right way. They Civility. were quite respectful and wanted to learn. Yeah, they acted like human beings. No matter your politics, act like a fucking human being and you'll be okay. Act like a... Act, I, you know what? When you're at a convention and you're doing something, if it's something that is you know, that is beyond, like, normal, you know, I'm going to enter an elevator, I'm going to, you know, just the the mecha- beyond the mechanics of moving from point A to point B, if it's something that's a little out of the usual for you, I think the question you should ask yourself is, am I acting the way Mr. Rogers knew I could be? Am I being yeah, the type of person? Yeah, that doesn't actually work on people who aren't American. That's, <laughs> am I not fine? Am I not being an asshole? 
is what I'm doing could be is what I'm doing possible to construe as being an ass? It's a good thing to I think about. I think the answer to that is everything I do. Huh? When am I not being an asshole? Well, hopefully a bulk of the time. <laughs> You should just sort of it's strive to enjoying it. his traditional. It's when he's enjoying his traditional American post-coital burger and shake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's why smoking's gone down so far in America. <laughs> Obesity's gone up so far. <laughs> it's because we're not smoking. We don't have the nicotine to boost our metabolism anymore. <laughs> oh. Mad Men wasn't a uh, wasn't the story about advertising, but about the health benefits of smoking. That's why everyone is so thin. Actually, Mad Men stealth car guy show. There were so many amazing cars in that fucking show. Mm. Never watched it, but I've, I kept on seeing screenshots. Like, ooh, car. I've I've seen a couple episodes that my girlfriend was watching, and I've yet to see a car. Oh. If I remember correctly, one of the companies that they're advertising for was even a car company. So, all right. So let's see if we can't um, can't wrap this up. Uh, let's say one more uh, piece of advice from each of us. Just just one. George, go. George, go. Go what? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do not garner the ire of the convention staff. Oh, they can make yes. your life miserable. Our wrath is mighty. I think that can be just summarized as listen to the convention staff. Yeah. They're going to give you instructions that is basically going to help you get what you want and will make them happy if you follow said instructions. If you do not follow the set instructions, they will be angry, mm. and you will have a bad time. Yep. Also, things that are good for you is try and help them out where you can if they make suggestions. Like, for example, I'm just making this up off the top of my head, but say the, say the panel's a bit late, and someone says, hey, if you've got a 3DS, whip it out. You can play with people in the line. People are going to be starting games, things like that. If you've got a 3DS, like, just fucking whip it out and, you know, start a game so that other people can join on, you know, help out, help entertain the people around you. They're there to have fun, just like you. So, you know, try and help have fun with them, I'm not going, in spite of them. I'm going to take that entire quote and just remove the word 3DS from it. And that's going in a, in a blooper reel. <laughs> Feel free, I'll make it my fucking ringtone. <laughs> Whip it out. Entertain everyone. <laughs> um I, I may or may not have been almost that desperate to entertain people when a panel was late once. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, you want to see the elephant trick? <laughs> oh, oh. Um very very related to what didn't roll up my arms. Very related to what Cherba's uh, advice was. Um, if you are a panelist, if you have submitted a panel to a convention, if you have put the convention through the trouble of scheduling your panel and you have committed to that panel, 
you had better goddamn show up to that panel to do it. Yes. I, I like Yes. I never I never staffed I well, that's not true. I only ever staffed one convention. But I've never like been part of the programming department staff for a convention. I've never, you know, been I've never extensively staffed a convention. I most of the time I do panels and it just galled me when i heard from a um, when i heard from convention staff that oh yeah the the previous panel didn't show up i'm like what that is that's a thing that happens why that is very very rare at kineticon mostly because Kristen benedict the head of panels has systematically killed everyone who didn't show up <laughs> The more important you are to a panel as well, the more important you show up on yeah. fucking time. Yeah. Don't, in fact, don't just show up yeah. on time. Come early. Yes. I must stress this. Come early, especially if you are doing a PowerPoint oh, or yeah. in some way need to connect to our projectors because there is going to be a problem. There is always a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> show up early, we can help you. If you show up right when your panel starts and you can't get your projector to work, well, that sucks, dude, and it's not our fault. Professionalism. Also, when we say in our instruction guides, if you need something other than a VGA cable to connect to a projector, bring it with you, we mean there's only VGA cables. If you need something else, you have to bring it with you. <laughs> So many, so many Mac Power Books. Yes, so many, so many people with Macs come and go. I, I, I really, I had a panelist give me lip one time because I didn't have the connector for her MacBook, and I told her, "It's like, well, we only have EJ. It's like, well, why don't you have Mac things? I mean, they're just the best laptop there is. It's like because you didn't read the manual that we sent you that told you we only had VGA. So good luck, have fun. <laughs> She was not pleased with that answer, but I was not having any more of it. (laughs) I'm still stuck on the part where George said, come early if you've got a PowerPoint. (laughs) Just imagining some dude like, if you've got a PowerPoint, just shot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, like, I remember... I was was wondering what you were laughing at. (laughs) (laughs) There was a panel where a friend of the show, Rim, from Geek Nights, actually had to step in and cover a spot on someone else's panel as the fucking moderator of a debate sort of thing. Jeez. Because the guy who was the linchpin to the whole panel just didn't fucking bother to show up. Everyone else did, just not that one guy. It, It comes down to professionalism. If you if you are offering to fill a spot in a convention's program, yes, to some extent you are doing you are help you are doing them a service in filling up you know their their programming schedule. But on the same token, they didn't have to choose you. <laughs> Be a professional about it. God, you want to know another thing about like uh, professionalism? Uh, this is this is a, a staff fail. So, uh, I think three years ago now, I think it was, uh, we started Kineticon, and people kept coming up to the panel table and asking when the Doug Walker panel was. And we kept going, who's Doug Walker? 
Do you guys know who Doug Walker is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's the uh, oh god, nostalgia critic. Yes, the nostalgia. Critic. Oh my god! Apparently, he was very well known. <laughs> we had no idea who he was, and <laughs> we put him in this little dinky battle room. <laughs> oh, it was such a fiasco. <laughs> now he gets like main events. It's it's, yeah. it's a pretty pretty fun deal. Uh, he's a really cool guy. He seems oh, like, but yeah, that was that was such a because we had people like lining up. We had it like we had it handled, and then the convention head came down and said, "You can't have all these people lined up for a panel that's not starting for two hours." I had a line of two hundred people. It was the two hundred seat room. They made me get rid of them all, and then they're just milling about. And then we had a line, and there were four hundred people in this line. And I was like, "Oh, so it was it was bad. It was bad." You should just start a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's here's, start a riot. here's the thing. Also, don't bother unless it's something you absolutely like in your heart of hearts. You need to see. Don't bother with those any panel that has any panel or event that has a, a two hour or an hour long line. Just just don't. It's Wait, not. What Victor's worth panels? You well, go to one of those. They're always. Yeah. I, I would disagree with that because <laughs> hey, they're hey, well, hey, I mean, two hours. I fill <laughs> rooms, you bastard. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, Doug Walker, awesome presenter. Right. He is a guy who, like, whatever room we give, like, I think he gets main events now. Hmm. It's yeah. you know the biggest room in the con. It's. A massive auditorium, and he he'll get a lot of. I think he'll like half fill that. It's it's a he gets a lot of people in there, and everybody loves it. He he, he puts on a great show for people. So that, I mean, some of these things are worth me. We had lines for like every Doctor Who panel. Mm-hmm. Um, we filled every room that was like a Doctor Who anything, and everyone had a great time. Uh, the 18 plus panels are always really popular, and we kind of despise them because they make our lives miserable. Hey, but I got an 18 plus panel at Kineticon. <laughs> what? Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, Jeez. it's about My Little Pony porn. No, no. Certainly, you understand. See, no, no, no. See, this one's about <laughs> monster girl porn. Odd. This one's about what? monster girl porn. Close enough. Okay. George, George, go see the panel. <laughs> it's it's very it's academic. It's there's like there's not I'm even a titty flash. I'm probably shift at that point. I will hopefully be in bed by that. If you are a Kineticon staff person, ensure George is staffing for that panel for that room. Yeah, it's called Monster <laughs> Girl probably- Quest: The Lecture. All right. Well, I think I that's a, thing, I think that's enough sage advice from us. Uh, so thanks, George, for coming on the show, Cherba. As oh, always, thank you. Know. Oh, what's up? I have one more tip. Mm. Before you go and ask panel, uh, not panel staff, fucking convention staff. Mm. Hey, what panels should I see? We don't know either, okay? <laughs> because we know what time they're on, but most of the time we haven't been to them yet because they haven't happened. Yeah. So we don't know how good they're going to be. Here's a better idea. If you're wondering what panels to go to, pick a selection of three panels. One you know nothing about, one that directly contradicts what you know, one that you really like. Between those three, at basically any hour of the day when there's panels on, there will be something on for you to go and see. Mm-hmm. So do it. Go learn something. Do go it. Watch shit. 
do well, it. I have two last also, things. Two last Don't things from George. Because they're usually fun. Two last okay. things from George. Go ahead, George. If you like, if you are trying to be a panelist, and by all means, be a panelist. It's mm. fun. Oh, it's so fun. You must condense the title of whatever you're doing to five words. That is all that will appear in the block on the schedule, and that is what you have to hook people with. Five words. Come up with it. Okay, so I've got one panel at Canonicon that's gonna the title's gonna get truncated. Well, I mean, it might if it's a bigger, you know, I say six words. Five words is a good, good, good bar. Maybe six, you can try six. Seven's pushing. The point is to give um, the gist. The last thing, and this is the last panel of the con, is con feedback. If you do not like something about the con or want something, think something could be done differently, or if you really like something about the con and you just want to tell everybody that it was totally awesome, come to this panel, tell us your piece. Whatever it is, we actually, I have a list, a Google document from last year's con feedback where we actually took down everything that everybody said. And we, we actually implemented some of those things this year that seemed reasonable. So, absolutely true. Yeah, because basically, if you don't do that, and people from the convention see you bitching about it online, like two days later, they're just going to assume that you're a bit of a knob. Yeah. Well, actually, when we 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 did actually go through the Facebook comments and copy those down as best we could. Too. Your opinions do matter. They do you really, say that like, you're not an asshole? Most of these conventions are fan run conventions. Yep. Uh, they're, they're staffed almost entirely by volunteers. Like, people want to put on a good convention. It's a weird, weird drive. You haven't staffed it. You don't quite understand it, but you, you, you basically break your back for a whole weekend, and at the end, you're very proud of what you've done. Yeah. And even the professional conventions like PAX and Comic-Con and things like that, these people are fucking professionals. They want to make more money by having you come back and having you bring more people. They're probably going to listen to you if your suggestion is not batshit insane. Yeah. And even I mean, PAX, is, it's staffed mostly by volunteers. Yeah. It's Well, most conventions are simply to keep costs down. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> trying to get like 400 fucking paid employees for a three-day weekend like that? bouncers. Probably more because, you know, the, I think half the reason that conventions can get away with having as little staff as they often do, even when it's in the hundreds, is because people will often just put in the extra mile because they're volunteering for something they like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Volunteering hey, changes the whole much. volunteering changes the whole motivation scheme. In some ways volunteers are better than paid employees because paid employees, you know, all they care about is the punch in to punch out in a lot of cases, especially for like, you know, if if someone paid me to be like a door guy at Anime Expo, I really wouldn't care about it too much. That's actually a, a, a sort of slight advice is if you have a problem like during the convention, find one of the convention, like the actual, like Kineticon staffer, one of the volunteers. Don't go to the convention center staff because they don't care. They do not they, care. They really don't. You should specifically find George 
Yes. He's a tall guy, no hair. No hair. Uh, no, seriously. Sounds like this. If you're at Kineticon this year <laughs> and something's not going well, uh, you can find me at the panel ops table. Yeah. And we're like, practically walking from one end of the con to the other. You know, you'll see. Me. It happens. If you can somehow yeah, generate the sound of a V8, just look for the man whose head whips around and and shows a reflection. That's what true. Oh, man, I hope there's some like this panels this year. In the side of the V8. <laughs> <laughs> I scream, witness me, George. <laughs> I think this is it, guys. I think this is I think this is the hand sign for for this group. I think this is it. Yeah, the side of the V8. <laughs> Throw it up. I didn't even notice them do it. Now that you've pointed that out, I'm like, oh, wow. That's totally yeah, a thing they did. Eight fingers, eight cylinders. I saw that movie twice. I didn't notice that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, well, that's it then, um, George. We're gonna we're gonna cut you loose. There's just a little bit of news that me and uh, that me and Sherbert are just gonna take care of. But uh, thanks for being on the show tonight, George. Wait, there is. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Not George. So, uh, with George gone, uh, just a little bit of news we need to cover. Uh, you may have noticed that there was... Tell um, me shit about this. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know No, you know about now, this. So you just did, you just don't know I'm bringing it up. That's all. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you may have noticed that the, uh, the we've been having a little bit of website trouble uh, this past week. Um just wanted to let you guys know that all is well. Um, if you're hearing this, you are in no way affected by it. But just, you know, if you go onto the website to check the show notes, whatever, you may have noticed that the site was down for a little while. But everything is okay now. Everything is going to be okay. Just, you know, as as our listeners, just thought I'd keep you up to date. Hmm. And you can always reach us through the Facebook. We do pay attention to it. Yes, we, we do. will respond to just about everything. Yep. You can neither so tweet if me. You are a knob, that may be by <laughs> deleting your comment. But <laughs> respond is a very general term. Um, yeah, yes. you can always reach us, us on a lot the of flexibility. Yeah, it does. You can reach us on the Facebook page. You can tweet at either of us directly. For me, it's at SonicDH. For Cherba, it's I think it's at Cherba. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere you encounter someone called Cherba online and they're not speaking Spanish, it's probably me. It's probably him. If they are speaking Spanish, they're probably from Argentina. I don't know why this is. <laughs> <laughs> I get mail from Argentina like on the reg. It's always about something I have no idea about. <laughs> One time I got photos sent to me of the inside of a control room of a nuclear reactor. That's... Um, yeah, yeah. They, they meant to send it to, like, the Minister of Culture or something like that because ah. he went on a tour, but to me it was just, like, a bunch of photos of a nuclear control room that had an old guy in a suit and a couple of workers. <laughs> But yeah. thankfully, these people yeah. are mostly very understanding. When I send back in English, accompanied by some broken Spanish, that hey, I don't think I'm the guy you're looking for. Yeah, no, I'm from Australia, not Argentina. I love your country, but I don't know what the fuck you're on about. Yeah, <laughs> but you might yeah, be looking. Yeah. I actually have yeah. a list of other people who have Cherba in their name who they are probably trying to reach. <laughs> 
you got the uh, you got the Cherba yellow pages. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a photographer, there's a fashion designer and a furniture designer, hmm. and there's a couple of government officials who have it in their names. I think you need to make the Cherba Club. <laughs> Oh, and there is also one guy who isn't called Cherba, but his first name starts with a C, his last name is Erba, and or something <laughs> to that description that gets abbreviated to URBA. And his email at his job has, like, a fucking dot in between his first initial and the abbreviation and or his last name. So... <laughs> Whenever someone leaves out the dot, I keep getting business emails in Spanish. But yeah, that's all the. That's what I just wanted to uh, let you guys know about. Uh, we're back to uh, we're back to full capacity. Um, although, just uh, while some technical things shake down, the website is uh, is acceptablevices.com. Um, even though FridayNightPartyLine.com will still work, we're still shaking some stuff down. Uh, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, like shaking, like shaking fade down for the uh, domain registry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he's, he needs to transfer that to me, and he hasn't yet. Wow. Uh, it's okay. The brother's yeah. got a lot on his plate. Oh yeah, doing what he does. I guess so. he's. I guess he's. I guess he's uh, doing some pretty important stuff. I. You know, I. I don't know if he wants me to say the the particular job he's doing, but he's doing some pretty busy and important stuff. So all the power to you. Well, man. he has. Uh, he has mentioned before he is a legal professional, yes. so he does do important law stuff quite a yeah. bit. But he's. Uh, he's gotten. So. An up, he's gotten a bit of an upgrade as of late, or so I'm told. So. Um, but uh, that that is neither here nor there. But just rest assured, listeners, that all is well, and uh, uh, we were only off to air for maybe like a half hour, and then we were we were, we were two good. of you who ever visit the website. <laughs> you know what? The numbers have been pretty weird. I you you gotta go take a look at those stats sometime. They're pretty fucking mental. How many people come to the site? Um, even after you filter out all the bots. <laughs> I actually do have quite an enjoyable time. From time to time, I'll just go into the spam filter on our comments on the WordPress backend and just read through them because some of them are the most wonderful poetic word salad nonsense <laughs> you have ever seen. Maybe, maybe one of these uh, days when we're hard up for a show idea, your yep. motherfuckers are going to have to put up dramatic spam readings. Yep, just just dramatic readings <laughs> of the the spam bots. Alrighty then. Well, uh, thanks, Trevor, for uh, for getting up or for getting up and uh, being in its. Uh, you guys don't know this. Maybe you haven't figured it out. But poor Trevor, he does a show on Saturday mornings. Poor guy. I miss my fucking cartoons for you people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It's just that often I'm up very late with work, and it yeah. is a bit of a pain to get up quite early in the morning right. sometimes. Yeah. We luck out here in the United States with time zones when it comes to the production. Nelson Nelson is always hanging on for dinner. Even though he's like three hour three hours ahead of me. He's he's having dinner the same time I have dinner. The man needs some proper I can't time. tell if he eats late or early. He eats late. He eats late. He's he's oh. like at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Actually that's not too bad. That's when I like to eat dinner. Yeah. When I'm well, on that sort of a time frame. Yeah. So Alrighty then. Well, that's it for the show, and uh, we will. Uh, you you'll hear from us. Give Give Cherba a break from an aneurysm this week. You'll hear <laughs> from us. Worse. You'll hear from us next week. 
on Friday Night Party Line. See you guys. God help you all.